Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Canner Podcast. A little different setup today. This is a solo podcast. I haven't done one of these in a long time. Pretty simple. I wanted to go over some of my favorite health and fitness apps in no particular order, maybe just how I use them on a day-to-day basis, how often I use them, some pros and cons, things like that. I'm going off of no notes here. I didn't jot anything down, so I'm kind of going to go through them and just maybe give you um, my thoughts on them as, as I go through them. So, if I open up my folder labeled fitness and health, uh, first one on the list here is activity, which is basically on um, iOS devices. So if you have an Apple phone, you have that. I have an Apple watch. So any activity, most activities that I do, I, I record. I like to record things. So that's another thing that I should say. A lot of these apps are for tracking purposes. So if you're not a tracker, if you don't record, a whole lot of information, you don't like to look back and see all those things, then this might not uh, be for you. But most of these apps are are definitely for those kind of tasks. So anyway, the activity app can show you um, how many minutes you've exercised and they kind of give you a, a ring to close. So there's three rings. There's your basic activity ring, there's a workout ring, and there's a standing ring. So you can set your your activity, your movement ring, they call it, for as many active calories as as you want. So I think I have mine set at 900. So I try to close out 900 calories a day, which just gives me, gives me something to shoot for. Uh, make sure I'm not you know sitting around too much in between appointments, or if I have a little bit of downtime, I can get up and move around a little bit more. Whether that's you know doing doing some um, mobility work, even though that's not really tracked that well through this app, unless you record a, a yoga workout. Um, I jump on an elliptical or maybe do some biking or just a treadmill walk or if it's nice weather, which right now it's not nice weather as I record this, I, I go out and walk a couple miles between appointments, uh, get back as soon as I can and, and get after it again. But And then they give you a 30-minute workout ring to close. So what's unusual about that, though, is sometimes uh, as a trainer, I'll, I'll be doing I'll, – I'll show people exercises – and I'll look down at my watch maybe to check the time or something, and it will say that I have four minutes of exercise recorded. So I try to keep that in mind. Like today, for instance, I had a, a cancellation, so a 30-minute cancellation. My thought was I'll just get some uh, walking in between my appointments, jump on the treadmill, and try to knock out 30 minutes of walking. And in my mind, I'm like, well, this has me – it has recorded for me four minutes of exercise, which I know I didn't exercise so instead of just using that and kind of just closing it out with 26 minutes, I, I put in my mind, okay, you have to get four more minutes of exercise. So, um, you know, keeps me honest that way. And then 12 hours of standing, which can also be tricky. So if I get up at four o'clock in the morning, like I did today, as soon as you wake up, it automatically gives you one hour of standing, which is unusual. So it's kind of like I've been standing since 3 a.m., which is not accurate. But um, that's basically all I use it for. 
And I, I like to look back and look at the trend. If, you know, I have a, a busier day, I can go back and say, okay, well, here's what I did that day. Here's, the, here's how long that workout took. Like I said, it's not for everybody if you're not a big tracker, but I like it for that reason. Uh, there's another tab at the bottom of the app that gives you trends. So um, how often you've moved, how often you've, you've reached your stand goal and the distance maybe that you've accumulated. There's a bunch of other different kind of VO2 maxes, a running pace, standing minutes, um, things that I actually don't use. You can go back and look at your workouts for the week and then they issue awards, which I'm not really interested in. And then you can also share your workouts. So um, I think if you have a an Android device, you probably have something similar similar to that. Okay, so the next up on my list is the Apple Health app, which all I do, I record my body fat percentage once a month in here, the beginning of the month, and then I record my weight weekly. Uh, every Monday I record my weight, and I just use that app. And there are other apps that I'll dig into that will link to the Apple Health app, and they'll pull that data from there. Uh, one of those apps that pulls data from the health app is called Go365, which if you have Humana or a couple other insurance companies also linked to Go365, it's an activity app that awards you um, health dollars via points. So you rack up a certain amount of points. And to tell you the truth, I'm not really sure like what equates if it's a thousand points, you get one wellness dollar. But it's something like that. Then you can translate those wellness dollars into actual um, cash points. So last year, in the past few years, we've had so many uh, points that we just purchase a bunch of Amazon gift cards. And no joke, we've just bought everybody in our family. Uh, that's how that's how we spend all of our Christmas gifts with is with those Amazon points that that we get through our Go Through 65 rewards. Um, inside the Go365 app, you can re uh, record activities um, such as a certain fitness habit, weekly logs, sleep diaries. You can do daily health quizzes, uh, participate in athletic events. So there's all sorts of different kind of activities you can uh, get points for. The one that I do every month is a weekly weight log, which actually I'm looking at the app now. It says it ends in five days. So as long as I hit my weekly weight log, it doesn't matter what the weight actually is. As long as I'm tracking it, I get 10 points per week, a maximum of 40 points, and those translates into uh, wellness dollars. Um, then you can participate in challenges, which I've done one, and I've tried to be a part of that community, which wasn't super active. Um, so whether or not I, I choose to participate in that again, I'm not sure. But there are different kinds of walking challenges, moving challenges, things like that. And they have a... Um, it looks like a shop category where it says here you can buy Amazon gift cards, um, gift cards to the National Park Foundation, and a bunch of other different gift cards as well. And there's a couple, there's a, a few other options inside the, the more category, which really aren't that relevant, I think. Uh, so let's go on to the next one. My next, probably one of my favorite apps that I use, and I honestly use it only twice a day. But when I do dig into it, I really enjoy it. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I'm a big proponent of um, time-restricted feeding so or time-restricted eating. So I, I do uh, 18 hours of quote-unquote fasting and then, you know, six hours of, of eating. And then on a certain day, I'll do um, a little bit less than that. But anyway, there's an app that I like to track on my fasts on called Zero. And 
basically what it lets you do is see all of your fasts in one area. So you can start it. If you have an Apple Watch, you can start it there or you can start it on your phone and it'll let you keep track and it'll send you a notification when you've hit your fasting time. And then if you end your fast, you can put in all sorts of different kind of notes from how you feel to the activities you did, what you ate, um, and a bunch of other different things too. So looking down at the bottom, you have your fast timer. So on that screen, it shows how many people are also completing the same style of fast that, that you are. So I'm right now I'm doing an 18-6 and I have two hours and 50 minutes left of it. And it says six, 664,000 people are also fasting that same style, which is, which is kind of cool to see. At the bottom, you can go down to the different type of fasts that uh, you can do. There's a circadian rhythm fast, a 16-8, another 18-6, a 24 intermittent, 36-hour fast, and then you can also custom your fast. The next tab over is a history tab. So at the top, it'll say it'll show all your statistics and then another tab that says journey. So my stats tab has things like the total fasts, your seven-day average fast, your longest fast, um, longest streak, current streak, and then it'll also show your weight. Um, so if I scroll through there, it basically just gives you like a bigger snapshot of each and every single one of those. And it also pulls your hours slept as well, which is kind of cool. And then your um, heart rate, which this is all being all that information is being pulled from the Apple Health app. One thing, though, that I think they could change on here is when they record your weight, they give you a green icon if your weight is going down or staying the same. And then if it's gone up any amount, it gives you a red icon. So that whole, you know, green for good, red for bad kind of thing. That's a little tricky for me. It's not that big of a deal. But. If a person is struggling with weight, like if you're going to suggest this app to a client or a friend, that might be a little bit of an issue because, I, you know, for me, if I gain a couple pounds over the weekend or a week, my, my weight fluctuates a couple pounds. I see that and I'm like, OK, fine, no big deal. For somebody else, that might be, um, you know, a type of trigger or they might relate that to, to good or bad. So uh, beware of that. If I look at my journey tab, it basically shows all of my fasts. And then every week it'll show my weight and then it'll show my awards. Like I, you know, fasted for um, over 400 uh, fasts and it'll give me like some kind of badge award, which is, which is cool. They, you know, they, they're keeping track of that and they're giving you encouragement. The last tab, which is one of my favorites, is a learn tab. So they upload all these different articles and videos for free inside the app. Um, so they're fasting 101 articles. Um, let's see, nutrition in the new year, nutrition in the new year, again, fueling your fasts. Um, and then they have like a, a section there that has all of the zero updates. So everything that they update their app with, you can go in and kind of check out and learn how to use different parts of their app, which is very handy. That's probably my favorite app that I use. The next on the list though, one that I use probably the most every single day is an app called My Water. So I try to hit uh, between 100 and 130 ounces of water a day, depending on how active I'm going to be. This app links directly to my Apple Watch, so I can add liquids to it throughout the day. So in the morning, I wake up, I always have 16 ounces of water. I tap my watch. There's a complication on your Apple Watch. A complication is just an app that you can add to your Apple Watch face, and you can tap it for easy access. 
and I'll throw in my uh, 16 ounces of water. And then when I get to the gym, I usually have 16 ounces of coffee. So I add that also, and that gives me a percentage up to um, whatever my goal is for that day. Let's say it's 130 ounces for the day. It'll say, you know, you've reached 24% of your goal or whatever that is. So it gives you different options also. If I log in, actually, let me just look at my watch right now. So if I log in, if I click the button, um, I click add. So I put in my top four types of beverages that I drink on a, a daily basis, which is the first one's water, the second is coffee, the third is kombucha, and the fourth is protein, so a protein drink, um, which that one's kind of confusing for me because I think they actually might mean like a, you know, maybe like a one that you get out of a cooler somewhere, like a muscle milk type drink. But um, it's kind of nice for, for easy access. One thing I wish they would do is separate out all of those type of drinks. So if I wanted to go back and look and say, okay, how many waters did I, or how much water did I drink today? It would separate all of that. But basically this boils down to more of a, an overall liquid intake. So yes, when I drink water, it gives me a, more of a percentage towards my goal than say drinking coffee does. Um, and even more towards my goal than drinking kombucha or drinking protein. Um, but it is kind of handy. It's nice. It keeps me honest because there are days that I'll notice that, man, I really haven't had much much water today or much um, as fluids as I should, especially for as active as I'm going to be for a certain day. Um, another one that I use on a daily basis, I would say Monday through Sat Monday through Friday is when I really use this one. And I'm not as good with it. I'm trying to get better with the whole meditation and just being quiet in the morning for a few minutes. But there's a bunch of different apps out there, uh, meditation apps. The one I use is called Breathe. And there's a paid version and a free version. And they Breathe just changed this a couple months ago to where um, it, I think they just try to switch up which ones they give you for free. So they kind of alternate it. And, you know, they're trying to get me to purchase this. But honestly, what for what I use it for, um, once a day, this it does exactly what I need it to do. So every morning... After I get all my, my stuff together, I kind of lay on the couch and I have three minutes uh, while my truck is warming up uh, that I can just kind of get quiet, think about what the day is going to be like and a little bit of, um, I guess, just a couple minutes of, of me time where I focus on my breathing and it is guided meditation. They, I think they might have someone there that is not guided, but that's very handy, especially if you're not very good at meditation like I'm not very good. It just walks you through and kind of reminds you, remember to keep breathing, remember what muscle groups to relax, um, how to stay focused, and it kind of gives you encouragement to, to keep going. So I only use one or two meditations, but they have, you know, 25 that are free. So it, that's very interesting. Another app that I use occasionally, depending on how much time I have, is the Breathe app on my Apple Watch. So the Breathe app is basically a, a button that you can click and it gives you kind of a haptic feedback on when to breathe in and when to breathe out. So occasionally I'll do that also. Uh, I do like that, but it requires a little bit more um, attention in terms of you know, when to hold your breath and when not to hold your breath. So it's not, as, it's not guided at all in terms of having someone talk you through it, but it is pretty handy. Um, let's see, a, not, another one along the same lines as um, 
well, it, it just it falls in, into like the overall uh, health and wellness category in terms of something that people should really try to focus on. And when, when I when I mention this app to people, I get one or two actions. Oh, that's really interesting. I'd like to like to see more of how I sleep or the other reaction is that's kind of silly. What are you going to do with that information? So the app is called auto sleep and what auto sleep is. I find it very helpful for me because I can see the trend of, uh, of my sleeping pattern. So if I get to sleep late, it'll show my heart rate. Um, might be a little higher if I'm unrested the next morning. Uh, if I do have a restful night of sleep, I could see my heart rate kind of dip low. I wake up feeling um, a little more refreshed. You can kind of see all of those patterns and make adjustments based on um, how early you can get uh, should be going to sleep versus, you know, maybe getting up at the same time. Um, maybe I'm not explaining that exactly right, but there's a lot of different things that kind of go into auto sleep. It's kind of this is a very hard, difficult app to, to explain, but if I'm looking at my home screen, it gives me my sleep time, how many hours I've slept. So I have a goal of hitting seven hours a night. So it looks like last night I had seven and a half hours of sleep. My quality is six hours and 14 minutes. So that is kind of, um, it's taken out of your, your overall sleep time, um, how much you're restless versus being in deep sleep. And then it gives you a deep sleep a section of how many minutes you've been in deep sleep. So from what I've learned from the app, we kind of cycle as humans in and out of deep sleep. So you're not necessarily in deep sleep all at one time. So I had two hours and 19 minutes of deep sleep last night. My goal, I think, is two or three hours. So that's pretty good. And then it gives you your average heart rate, your beats per minute while you were sleeping. So obviously the lower, the better. Uh, last night, it looked like it was 47. And I know that... Um, you know, if I have an alcoholic beverage the night before, one or two drinks, that I can see all of these things shift. Or maybe if I get to bed really late, but I get up at the same time, I can see a big dip in all of these categories. So it's interesting. It's just interesting to see whether or not you want to make a change with that. It's interesting to see um, all of those patterns. There's another thing that I'm trying to understand a little bit, a little bit better is the HRV, heart rate variability. So... It's a very layman's term way of explaining it, but there's rest between heartbeats and that rest between heartbeats should be very varied more or less. And um, the higher heart rate variability you have, the better. So last night, it looks like I had a pretty high variability. So it gives you a readiness score um, out of five. It looks like my readiness score this morning is 4.54, which means that if I'm going to work out, that I should, I could do it very vigorously and kind of give it all my got, give it all I got, and it won't have a negative impact on my uh, training recovery. There have been days that I've had like zero, zero point zero, and it said you had terrible sleep last night, and you should take it easy on your training, make it more of a recovery day, and they can link it right back to your um, your overall sleep, your deep sleep, your quality, and maybe I might have a, a higher. Um, heart rate during my sleep, which is very interesting. Now, do I follow that? I have sometimes. I can't say that I've actually felt that it's made a difference. There have been days that I've I've had a 0.0, .0 or maybe you know a very low rating in terms of my um, heart rate variability. And I've had very hard workouts and felt pretty good about them. 
So the jury's still out on that one, but I know that's kind of um, big right now, so that's something to consider. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Um, the last two that I'll talk about is Intervals Pro. Intervals Pro is a very simple face, um, very simplistic view of doing doing intervals in terms of uh, cardio. So I, I do sprints on the treadmill once a week. Again, this is linked to my Apple Watch. You don't have to have an Apple Watch for a lot of these, but it does make it a little easier, especially for the sprints. I'm not staring at this clock. Instead, I'm paying attention to the haptic feedback that Intervals Pro is sending to my Apple Watch. So it'll buzz me when it's time to take a break and when it's time to run. So you can set as many timers as you want. So my sprint timer right now is set for um, seven rounds of 30 on, 30 off with a 10-minute warm-up. So that's about 60 minutes and 30 seconds of, of total work. But um, I have that. I turn it on on my watch. It gives me a countdown, lets me know when my warm-up is halfway through, and then it buzzes me when I should be working, and then it gives me a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 buzz for when I need to rest. So that's pretty simple. You can go back and look at your logbook to see all of your workouts, you know, month to month. You can uh, use your app remote or excuse me, use your Apple Watch remotely. Um, let's see. That's pretty much it for that. one. that's pretty simple. But again, you can if you have the paid version, there's a which I do. I think it's it's not very much, maybe a dollar one time fee or something. But you can add as many timers as you want. There's a couple other things you can use for it. And the last one that I'll share with you is my uh, BJJ logbook. It's called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Logbook. I just started taking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu last week, so today will be my third uh, day. And I did a bunch of reading about how it's important to keep track of your workout so you kind of know what you need to work on, what you learned for that day, how you felt, things like that. So as you can probably tell, a lot of these apps that I'm talking about are tracking apps. So I like to look back and see um, all of that information in a big picture and then maybe break down day by day, depending on, depending on the activity and, and dive a little bit deeper into what I can do better. So it looks like right now, this month, I've had three hours of training and that's basically all I've done. Um, my stats just says total training sessions, two, my average training sessions, one average, uh, hours per week, one and a half. So, uh, each time I go to to a class. It's an hour and a half long class from uh, 11.30 to 1. So I just log back into this app. I log the hours. And then if I can remember the terminology, I try to write as much terminology in as possible. Try to jot down some some thoughts and, and you know, about how I was feeling. Maybe I was feeling nervous, which is very easy to do while you're doing something new. Um, try to write down what I need to work on. Maybe somebody gives me uh, a tip to work on. And then if I've done any kind of like stretching that day, which I, I'm trying to get better at stretching also throughout throughout the throughout the day, every day to get better at this. So um, if you're not doing this, then maybe it's not for you. If you're not in, uh, doing any kind of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's not for you. But uh, I, I think that's a pretty simple app to use also. All right, folks, I think uh, I'll go ahead and wrap this up. But um, maybe this has helped you. I hope this has helped you. Maybe if you're finding for finding an app that you want to kind of dig into, maybe track something, then maybe one of these apps is for you. Or if you have a client that has been tracking some things and they, they, they want a better app for any of these scopes of, of fitness, then you can um, let them know about something I mentioned here. 
I'll link all of these apps in the show notes directly to the App Store. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, shoot me a message and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com.